So welcome to Season of Change, Transforming Your Life Through the Power in the Word of God. I am your host, Evangelist Jeremiah Joseph. And here to, this afternoon, I have my guest on Season of Change platform, Annie. She was from United States of America. She will be speaking to us or will be discussing the topic, how pivotal conversation can create deep communication in your marriage. So you're welcome to Season of Change, honey. Thank you so much, uh, Jeremiah Joseph, uh, to, for having me on the Seasons of Change podcast. It's a pleasure to meet you today, and I'm honored to speak with your audience as well. Okay. So yeah, my name is Ann Visser, and I am actually in Canada. I am in Eastern Canada, Prince Edward Island, wow. a small island. Uh, yes. Wow. And I've been working with individuals and organizations for over 20 years. I help them to communicate in a way that aligns with their values, Joseph, because I think it's just so important to be aligned with our values. Um, we all have that moment where we're nicer to strangers, complete strangers, than we are to the people in our home. And I want to shift that. I want us to be kind at home, maybe kinder at home than we are on the outside world, but I want us to be kind at home. So I am, a, I, I work as a certified John Maxwell coach, a speaker and trainer, and I co-founded For Better Forever with my beloved husband, Malis. And we've been married for over 42 years this summer it's 42 years and we have wow, five but yeah we it's amazing and i do what i do because of our marriage and the work that we've had to do to be where we are today and i have we have five beautiful children and i am a nana to 11 amazing grandchildren and wow that's great <laughs> yeah wow that's great so it's nice having you on season of change so we'll go straight to our topic. How do you come about this topic? Mm -hmm. I do what I do because um, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it is because I of the struggles that I've had and we've had in our own marriage. But we didn't start out that way. We are high school sweethearts. I shamelessly chased him, Jeremiah Joseph. I shamelessly chased him. I just wanted a date. I wanted a date with this guy. There was something about him that was very special and I wanted to know more about him. So I was very curious and asked him all kinds of questions. And I found out that he was a Christian. And that was a really important part of his life. And that is what I was attracted to because he was different than the other guys. He wasn't out drinking on the weekends. He was doing meaningful work. He was um, involved in our student union at school. He was a photographer at school. He had purpose and meaning in his life. And I wanted to know what was driving that purpose and that meaning. And so I had many questions to ask him about his faith. And months later, I found Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And um, eventually, we we did go out on a date. And then three years later, we married. <laughs> wow, that's great. I, I still remember the photographer said to us, I have never seen a couple look at each other the way the two of you look at each other. So we were just so crazy, crazy in love. And then I was pregnant one month after we were married and I was very, very sick. And now we know that in the first three years of marriage, couples 
are creating the oneness that God talks about in the Bible. And they're creating systems for how they do things, for how they communicate, for how they conflict, uh, for everything that they do, for how they handle their money and their finances, for how they worship. They're creating systems in those first three years that kind of get solid. But we were we were off to a rocky start because I was so sick. And then we had five children in six years. That's really busy. Wow. That's great. <laughs> that created some emotional disconnection in us between being busy on a farm and learning to farm as my husband was and busy, busy family life. We weren't communicating well. We weren't connecting well. We weren't conflicting well. And we grew apart. And I have a friend that calls it creeping separateness. And I like that term because it just kind of snuck up on us, Joseph. It wasn't something that we really knew what was going on it snuck up on us and there so there was an emotional distance in our marriage and i but i still remember the night that changed everything we were on a date we were sitting in our farm truck outside our favorite restaurant and i said to him i can't do this anymore and he looked at me joseph and he said what do you mean you can't do this anymore and i said i can't do marriage like this anymore we just keep hurting each other we never resolve anything and i'm so hurt and somehow I had tried to have that conversation before, but I wasn't doing it well. But somehow that night it landed in his heart and he opened up to me about what was going on in his life. And he was not very happy either. And so that night we recommitted to each other that we would get the help that we needed in order to get well. And all because of that one pivotal conversation, it changed my life. It changed his life and it changed our marriage forever because of the choices and the decision that we made that night to move forward, to get help, to work at our marriage, not just to learn. Academic learning is great, but if we don't apply what we learn, nothing changes. We wanted yes. to change. We needed change. We needed so many school tools and skills that we did not have that we needed in order to be better together. Wow, that's great. That is a great and interesting story. So I want to ask you, can you tell us the meaning of pre-voter, pre-voter, pre-voter conversation? What is the meaning oh, of that word? Oh, of pivotal conversations? Uh, I am yeah. so glad you asked that question. So pivotal conversations are conversations that they create a shift. The goal is to create a shift or a change as it did for us. That was a pivotal conversation that created a big shift for us. It put me on a personal growth journey with God to get better, to be a better partner. It put him on a personal growth journey to be a better partner, uh, and, but it made us better people as well. But they're also conversations, they require some honesty or some vulnerability. And without that honesty or vulnerability, it's not going to be a pivotal conversation. And that's where in that moment when he shared his heart with me and I shared my heart with him in honest conversation, it, it, it was needed. We hadn't been vulnerable enough because we didn't know how, honestly, Joseph. But the, the second thing about these pivotal conversations is it's going to be sensitive. It's going to be a sensitive topic either to one or both of the people involved in the conversation. And then thirdly, and this is what I love about pivotal conversations, is it, it they bring clarity. They bring clarity either to the person or to the situation 
or to the relationship. So in our case, it brought clarity to all three because <laughs> I recognized I needed help. He did too. So it, it made a difference and brought clarity to us as people. But then it brought clarity to our relationship because we both said, we want to work on this. We don't want to leave it like this. We want to work at this. So that was a great clarifying moment. Under all of this, they are pivotal conversations or conversations to the goal is to create some shift or change in the relationship because something isn't working. So thank you very much. So how can pivotal conversation create a deep communication, a deep connections in marriage? Mm -hmm. How will this, can you give us some points how this can create connections in marriage? I sure can. So for us, we weren't conflicting well. And the very first marriage lesson that we learned, Joseph, was that conflict is the doorway to intimacy. Into me, you see. That was by Dr. Gary Smalley. He said that conflict is the doorway to intimacy. And when we conflict well, we get to see into each other. When we're not conflicting well, it creates that emotional space that we had growing in our marriage because we were not conflicting well. In fact, we avoided conflict. We didn't want to hurt each other. We didn't want to fight. But in that, resentment started to build up. And then when we did conflict, it was like a big explosion. It was angry. It wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't bringing us closer together. It was driving us further apart. When we conflict well, we get to see into each other's heart like we did on that night when we had that pivotal conversation. I saw into his heart and he saw into my heart. And it created this sense of, okay, we're in this together. And we're going to work at this together. And it was almost like saying, I do all over again, uh, like we did on our wedding day, which created this sense of driving us closer together and helping us to uh, have that emotional connection that we really needed to have. The other thing about pivotal conversations and that they do to, for us in conflict is that they not only help me see into you and help you see into me, but they also help me to understand myself better. How often is it that we have a disagreement and when it's a good disagreement, we recognize, wait a minute, I am not arguing with you because of this point. This is what's really important to me. For instance, I'm not arguing with you because you, you, um, you didn't um, do what I asked you to do. I am arguing with you because I feel disrespected because this has happened like five times in the last month. And I feel like you're not listening to me. And I really, what I really want is I really want you to listen to me. That's a whole different conversation than you didn't do what I asked. It's I don't feel respected. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You mentioned conflicts. Conflict is the is the door to intimacy. Yes. But we our relationships today, a lot of relationship marriages have a lot of conflict, challenges, mm -hmm. but yet they still break off. Everybody go on his own way. How will this bring intimacy? Mm. So that word intimacy means into me, you see. And it's the way that we conflict that makes a difference. What you said, you said is into me, you see. Yes. Yes. Okay. So intimacy as in into me, you see. And so when we conflict well, 
And there's a way to conflict that drives you apart, that makes you separate. And there's a way to conflict that pulls you closer together because we see into each other's heart. We see into each other's life. We get to know more about each other. And that's a big part of love. For example, if I have this sore spot in my heart because of some pain from my past, let's say I didn't connect emotionally with my mom or my dad. And so this is a sore spot in my heart. Every time my partner rubs up against that sore spot, it just hurts. And I'm like, stay back. That hurts too much. But when we conflict well, my partner gets to hear about that and what it means. And that pulls us closer together when they care about that, when they care about that hurt or that pain or that sore spot. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. I love that word, into me, you see. That's the meaning of intimacy in relationship, on marriage. Wow, that's great. So deep connections. You talk about deep connections in marriage. What are those deep connections? How can those deep connections be created? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning, Joseph, because I think that those deep connections can be um, when they're, I think we have all uh, several different things going for us. We have emotional connection. I think when we have yeah. spiritual connection and we're kind of on the same page spiritually, that creates a deep connection again, different than emotional connection, but they kind of spill over into each other. And then we have a physical connection, of course, as man and wife, um, we can have that physical intimacy that we don't have with anyone else. That's a deep connection as well. And so then we can have this, um, um, uh, like a mental where some, for some couples, intellectual stimulation is very important. And then we can have that uh, intellectual connection as well. So there are many different connections that we can have. The more that we have going in our relationship, I think uh, the stronger our our connection can be. I think we get those connections. I don't think that we can have a good connection without an emotional connection. I think that I have to feel that my husband cares about me and that I care about him in order to build trust within the relationship so that I know that he's got my heart and that I have his heart so that he knows I've got his heart. And I do that every day. And so I say that commitment is not just to, not just when I said I do 42 years ago, commitment is I do every day. And so it's caring about him every single day. What's happening in his life? What's going on with him today? Um, how can I support you today? Oh, Joseph, I asked him last week, he had a bad week at work. And I said to him, you know, what do you need? What do you need today? <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, I need a cherry pie. <laughs> I said, I can do that for you. But how good is it to make those requests of one another and to have them fulfilled and just to know that other person cares for me, you know, that they've got my back and I care for you. I've got your back. Um, that is commitment I do every day. And that is a rich, deep connection. I think that love has many different um, connections as well. Like there's the, there's the understanding each other's heart, which we talked about either earlier, knowing that about each other and knowing how to minister 
I think our very first ministry comes at home and how to minister to our people at home. But then I think there's this building trust with each other. You know, I know you've got my back and knowing that um, I, you are committed to me that, that we, whether we're together or not, we're still together. That's a Dr. John Van Epp um, definition of commitment, whether we're together or not, we're still together. And so I still think and act and talk today right now, though, my husband's not in this room. I think and talk and act as if he was right here in this room. And that's from that beautiful program by Dr. John Van Epp and it's called links um, where he talks about the different links of love and all of those bring about a deep, rich connection in those links. Wow, thank you very much. I want to talk about connections in marriage. We find that that's when couples got married and after they start having children, mm -hmm. one, two children, you start seeing they lose connections. What do you think is the cause? Oh, that's such a great question, Joseph. I know for us, this was part of our struggle too, was having children and it's really busy and you can't do love the way, the same way you did when you were dating or when you were first married, because now there are little people with a lot of needs. And so it's not possible to love in the same way. So love begins to look different and so mm. I, for us, it looked different in the way that we learned to communicate better and learn to say, look, I am at the end of my rope today. <laughs> I like, I don't have anything left today. Can you pick up some slack here today? And then doing that for each other, it's like we're on the same team. And I think couples forget that they're on the same team and they start to think that the other person is the problem. And they start to blame and become defensive with one another. And that kind of communication is not helpful. And it doesn't create that connection that we all long for. I think instead we need to communicate clearly uh, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we really need. And then we need to work together to make those things happen. And even on the days when it's impossible to happen, just knowing that somebody else cares about my day makes a huge difference, even if we can't do anything about it, just knowing that somebody else cares. And that's the promise that we made for each other. When we said, I do, we promised to care about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I remember a time when I wasn't caring, Joseph. I remember a time when I was so hurt that I was like, talk to the hand. I, this is your problem, baby. You deal with it. I remember the day I decided this is not working. <laughs> I need to do something differently. And I decided I made a new decision to care about what was troubling him. That was very hurtful to me. And when I started to care in the beginning, he didn't trust my heart. I had to continue to remind him, I'm in this with you. I care about you. I had to verbalize that. And I started to ask him questions. And they're the questions that I ask my people. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Mm -hmm. What's troubling you? And what do you really want? And you know, in the beginning, Joseph, he couldn't answer any of those questions because mm -hmm. he wasn't used to thinking that way. He couldn't answer them. And I, and that was okay. I just said, that's okay. And then when he would be upset again, I would ask again, 
What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What is troubling you? And what is it you really want? Eventually, months later, he started to trust my heart for him again. And he started to open up and answer those questions for himself, first of all, but then for me as well. And that way we started to get to the bottom of that pain and that hurt that he was feeling. I think couples give up too easy. Wow, that's great. Well, so let I, me ask you this, this last question before sure. we bring it to a close. Yes. Oh, we find that the marriages, we a lot of divorce in marriages, separations in marriages. What do you think is the cause in our today's society? I think A, it's too easy to get a divorce. I think B, we give up too soon because we don't have hope for I think we've lost a lot of our models. When I go into a school and I say I've been married for 42 years, people go, what? Because it's unusual. Mm -hmm. And I think we've lost our models because we had to go through a desert in order to get to this very sweet spot that we're in today. I think we're too impatient and we don't want to go through that desert, that hard stuff. But there are really important lessons that we learn in the desert that we need in order to be better together. We can shift partners, but we still need to deal with ourselves because I take me with me wherever I go. And I needed to deal with myself and my husband needed to deal with himself. And then we need two people who are willing to do that and wrestle that out together um, in the kindest way possible. Because it's hard. I know it's hard. It was hard for us, but we did it. And I'm here to say it's possible. And I'm here to say that we need to go through the desert in order to learn the lessons that we need to learn in order to get better and to go to get into the, the better place. Wow, thank you very much. Let me quickly ask you this and you give us just in a few minutes, you just give us some your answer quickly. Do you think that our society is having great bad impacts on marriage today? I do. I think our society doesn't value marriage like it used to. I think that we don't value working hard on a relationship and we toss it away because it's not working. And we think, huh, that didn't work. I'll get a new partner. And I think our society values that and it values being happy over working through the hard stuff to learn the good lessons we need to learn. Um, and so we throw away our marriages like we throw away our takeout dishes. Yeah, I do. Wow. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time being here. So if our audience wants to get connected to you, how will they get connected to you? Can you tell them your duties, your information, your social media handle, mm -hmm. how they can relate with you? Or if they want to read some articles about you, tell them how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. My company is for better forever. And that is the numerical number for better numerical number forever. And so I also have a challenge that I would love to give your people and it's called, uh, we've been talking about pivotal conversations and this gift is a seven day challenge to help you get ready for your next pivotal conversation. And each day we send out a short video with an action step. I love action steps. We need to take action in order to get better. And so you can go to forbetterforever.com forward slash challenge forbetterforever.com 
forward slash challenge to pick up that seven day challenge. And while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly email, which is called the Tuesday Brew with Anne, which I love coffee, Joseph. So it's the Tuesday Brew with Anne. And we send out weekly communication tips right to your inbox, to your email. So you can communicate in a way that aligns with your values. My people are extraordinarily kind and they want to, and their faith is so important to them. They want to communicate in a way that honors God. Wow, that's great. So we'd like to have you again on this platform. We really enjoyed you so much. And we really appreciate you taking your time being on this platform. I hope that when we send mail to get you very soon or to get in touch with you very soon, you will give us a quick response. A uh, great big thank you to you, Joseph. And it's a pleasure to be here on the Season of Change podcast. And it's my pleasure to return again uh, to talk about relationships. I am passionate about seeing marriages thrive and people in healthy, connected marriages. Wow, that's great. That's another great topic. Uh, we talked about that. We'll make a schedule for that so that we'll know when you're coming back on this platform. So we'll bring the recording to a close while I said this is season of change, transforming your life through the power in the word of God. We really appreciate Annie for coming on this platform. I pray that almighty God bless you and keep your marriage strong and healthy and keep growing in love. Thank you so much. God bless you. So thank you so much as we bring the meeting to a close for recording.